Welcome to Murder Mysteries with Ned and James. I am James with my cohort, Ned, where we shall bring to you sounds of a podcast for your ear holes. Well, I I thought you said you was going to open it up. You had something you wanted to say. Well, I mean, I figured we could start off by saying hello. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, there's that. Hello. We could do such a thing, but... (sighs) Hi. (laughs) You sound so depressed. (laughs) It's like, ah, this hag is making me be here and she's making me do this. No, no. Oh, my God. No. It's a... It's a... It's a hello for me, darling. (laughs) All right. So, it is Throat Punch Thursday, which means it is everybody's favorite day of the week when you get to listen to us make fun of everything, including ourselves and each other. And food. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, Okay, well, we're not going to get off the rails like that last time, but when you describe something as just noodles... You better expect some kind of commentary. <laughs> you know what? People in Indiana know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, nobody else in the world does. I don't care about everybody else in the world. Duh. It took, it took Annie having to tell me that, yes, there is a form of gravy on those noodles. I and told I you, man. You got to take it right. Like, ah, that does sound good, actually. She See? Made that sound, uh, she made that sound appealing, whereas you were like, these are some dry-ass noodles. I didn't say they were dry-ass noodles. I just described them as they're just noodles because, like, to me, it's like noodles. It's it's noodles. I don't, like, I know what they are. It's, it's noodles. Okay. Anyway, announcement time. Fantastic news is we actually really have an email address now. So you're not, like. Yes, exactly. We're just not, like, blank staring at this, like. How do I send in a recommendation? How do I tell these fools they're idiots? Yeah, my kid was busy, like, fake choking. So, you know, he's all like, oh, cough, cough, cough. This is the worst thing ever because he's being overdramatic and a dork. Aren't we all? So our email address is actually Murder Mysteries, but it is spelled M-U-R-D-E-R-M-Y-S-T-3. R-I-E-S at gmail.com. I actually have included it in the description so people can see it there and they can just copy and paste. And we have successfully made it to, we have a YouTube and we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts for the next five minutes that it exists because they're closing it down sometime this year. And of course on Spotify and iHeartRadio. We also have a Facebook page that is linked as well. And if anybody ever really gets interested besides the people we currently have, we do have a Discord server set up where people can interact. And currently it's currently it's just people who are familiar with our crazy. So it's it's healthy in its smallness. It's it's like a like a little hamlet you know it is everybody literally knows each other it's like it's a four household village Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
despite the fact that like out of all of us, only a handful of us have all actually met each other physically in person. This is true. Because it's like I know Annie and husband just met Annie for the first time. You know, if you had, if you had just gone to MessCon, you would have seen me and Stacy, the awesomeness. Well, I know, but, you know, Dragon Con, priorities. Oh, well, I don't know nothing about that. See? Actually, I, well, should probably, I should probably get to knowing more about that, seeing as I want to professionally storytell. Then, yes, you should come to Dragon Con and experience it with us. It will be fantastic. Insert plug for Dragon Con. Please, oh everybody, God. feel free to go visit the official Dragon Con website to get your tickets now. No, they are not paying us for this, but they Absolutely should. Absolutely not. Nobody pays us for anything. <laughs> How's your week been? My week's just been going. Sounds like there's an issue going on with the garage. Do you want to go fight the garage? Well, I might have to. Okay, well, you go fight the garage. I'm here to defend you. I've got your back. Sounds like they got the garage going back up. It might have just been a hiccup. Sorry to get completely off track. It's all good. I've got your back, man. Let me give him a minute. We'll get Gilbert in on this. Oh, my God. We do not need to get the banana splitter. Give me a moment here. I'll be right back. All right. All right. I'm back. Welcome back! We have entertained the masses. Uh, yeah, a couple things happened. There was an issue with the garage door, and then uh, dinner showed up. Say a douche showed up? No, dinner. Dinner. You know, supper. Crazy the douche. All right. Are you putting the douche in the cave? Oh, my God. I have to close my glasses so that I can point them against my forehead and judge you just a little. Okay. Let me know how that goes for you. Oh, it's exquisite. I require a picture. It's exquisite. I, you need a, I need a picture of this happening. Fine. Excellent. I require visual aids. Meanwhile, while Ned sends a picture of him judging me, I am going <laughs> to steal a page out of currently my favorite podcast. Um, I appreciate that judgment. <laughs> that is that is good judgment right there, sir. Great A Hats judgment. off to you. That is great A judgment. Um, I did wanna take a page out of my favorite podcast's uh book here and I have a fucking hooray. I managed to get my first therapy appointment for my PTSD scheduled. Yay. Bizarre. I'm very excited about it. It's starting on Monday. That's legitimately a good thing. So. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I'm super excited. Like, I mean, you know, it's been 16 years of untreated PTSD, and I didn't realize it was PTSD until like a week ago. And it was just like, oh, hey, I don't think this is normal. And then um, I'm, I'm not very excited about the counselor I spoke to just being like, you're going to need long-term treatment and you're going to need special care. And I'm like, oh, but do I, do I really though? Uh, She did mention something about having my medications reevaluated, which I'm not huge on because I'm really happy with my current medications. And you were like, like, I mean, it's just me. What did I imagine? 
getting treatment for your PT, your undiagnosed PTSDs, and I hope that goes well for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm super stoked. It's going to be virtual because, you know, that whole agoraphobic, I don't like people thing. So, bonus. Why don't you tell us about what you have planned for us on this evening? I mean, you kind of kicked me and said, do this. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Anyway, it, it is, it is, it is. So, we're going to be watching a movie. It is a 1967 travesty. I mean, I mean, exquisite piece of cinema from the 60s. This one's actually in color. It is. It is, in fact, in color. And it is the, I believe, the Valentine's Day Massacre. Which, it's, it wants to be, like, equal parts dramatization, equal parts documentary, equal parts entertaining. It's, it does its best. Um, but it covers the uh, 1929, I believe it is, 1929... Uh, Valentine's Day massacre of like seven mafiosos and their associates um, uh, over there in Chicago. I uh, believe they are part of the Northside gang with Pugs, no, Bugs, Bugs Morin. I believe they're like associated to him. And supposedly, at least from what I'm gathering, it's like supposedly Capone's outfit did it, but, like, nobody's been able to solve it. So there's also toss-up in the air that it was um, payback for um, one of the uh, members having killed an officer. So there's also, like, the potential it could have been the frickin' police force. It's just really, like... As far as I've looked into it, it's just kind of like a whole lot of, we don't know what happened, but seven people got killed. Creepy smile. I'm, I'm really excited to watch this. Um, I would be e even more excited if I could figure out where are my mouse is. Okay, there we go. All right, there we go. Are you ready? Lost track of your mouse, did you? My mouse is gone. I can't see it. I don't know where it went, but it's okay. You, you know, if you put down some cheese, it'll come back to you. Is that what works? Cheese. Uh, cheese. Get cheese with mouse. Cheese. I mean, that's what they use traps with. That's how I get my kids to come to me, as I just get cheese. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> children like a rodent. <laughs> well, look, listen, it is not my fault if they are willing to do tricks in order to receive cheese. That is, that is on them. To be fair, there are a lot of good cheeses in the world, and I probably would be willing to do a few tricks for them as well. So, oh my gosh, Gouda, Gouda is so Gouda. Ha ha ha. In, in, in Gouda we trust? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, my most he sent favorite his thing. He sent his holiest of sons, Swiss. I yes. See, I make when I make husband make grilled cheeses, I'm like, you gotta make the good grilled cheeses. And to me, that is you've got some 
got minced garlic on the outside of the bread, and then you've got Moonster. If you can get your hands on some butter case cheese, um, Gouda cheese, like that is the jam right there. Bacon jam, yes. Um, so before we get off track again, let's go ahead yes. and start playing this runaway railroad. This is a two-part special, so everybody will be watching probably about half this movie with us, and then we will pick it up and air the second part of it the week after, because this is going to air in a week. So, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Let's yes, watch murder. Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> Play. It's a factual rendition of the events leading up to and the result of one of the most violent days in American history. Every character and event depicted herein is based upon the truth. Very loosely. <laughs> it's Christmas! February 14, 1929. It's Christmas! Six-day bicycle race. City. Chicago, cold. Mickey Mouse makes his screen debut. Mickey, oh. Hoover is inaugurated. We're just bringing Mickey Mouse up into this. That was important. It was. Critical information. Man, look at those cars. Six months the murderer later, was Donald Duck. <laughs> In the city of Chicago, the time is 10.25 a.m. The temperature, 18 above zero. Oh, that's pretty good for Chicago. And kids in their firecrackers. I will, I will take your word on it, because all I heard is fucking cold. 18 degrees in Chicago in February, that's, that's a pretty warm day. Lone motorcyclist. Mama says she's got to go out in her skirt and lightest jacket. In the middle of 18 below? No, it's not 18 below. It's just 18. I mean, it might as well be 18 below. I am from the South, woman. And I am telling you right now, 18 below is completely different than 18. It, it may as well be the same thing to me. Your face is the same thing to me. What, what is she trying to look in there? Okay, there we go. But I want to point out how she is wearing the lightest. Of clothes well, yeah. at 18 degrees. Yeah. Just leaves the door wide open. Yeah, that is true. And look at how fast that snow is not melting. Bitch, bitch hope you're paying the heating bill. Okay, I feel like I feel like she could have totally screamed way better than that. She started that off to get us going. What is with this music? Well, this was, you know. They didn't have a big bopper yet, I don't think. What? I kind of want to go out and dance. That's not snow. That's cocaine. You know what? That is accurate. Mm -hmm. My natural instinct is to say fuck you, so I got I got nothing on that. This is some pretty good music. I guess. This is the happiest, most suspenseful, suspenseful music ever. This music is a travesty unto my ears. It is happy suspense. Color by deluxe. At least it's not Technicolor. 
That's true. In the years following the passage of the National Prohibition Act of 1920, the Go nation prohibition. rises to power and battles amongst itself, just as modern nations and corporations. Open period Glad that didn't stick, honestly. Right. And each of which is shattered as new warfare erupts, west of the booming bootlegging and vice province. Hey, speaking of bootlegging, let me drink my wine here. And the gross income reaches three hundred and fifty. Pull it off in your boot. Three hundred and fifty-seven million dollars back then. Can you imagine how much that would be today? No, I, just, I can't. That's a lot. Here's your meal. Sup? How you doing, Yo, hey dog? What y'all doing? Uh oh, he's dual fisting it. Nice place you got. Brother said he needs to be lit. Yep. I want to point out that that beer is like 90% foam. I know. I was just thinking, look at that head. Oh, okay. What are you trying to do? Poison me? That escalated. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Poison me? There's no beer in this beer. It's just foam. Cat's pajamas. You hear that, Jimmy? Cat's pajamas. That's the best thing ever. I'm going to start using that phrase more often. It's better than the dog's shoes. Yes, I'm not what you call much of a judge. Ah, oh, shit. Them's fighting words. What's the matter? Don't you know when something stinks? Yes, I drunk better at that. Ah, uh, you hear that? Even your friend don't like it. What more do you want? All right, bright eyes. Where you get it? Only Slauson I know works for Capone. Al Capone. That wouldn't be the same Slauson, would it? Um, I think it is. How much With them teeth, buddy, it's pretty much whatever you want to say. Yep. Swell joint like you got here. You the know what, though? You could He's got some damn blue eyes. Like pools of chlorinated water blue. Yes. Like somebody said, give him a few drops of blue 42. Yeah. I'll swim in those pools. It's okay. Anybody can make a mistake. Take me. Why, I could even be wrong about your beer. Maybe it's swell, and it's just you got dirty pants. It's not the pipes at all. It's a green beer. Hey, you can smell it. Smack. <laughs> but a drink it up there, bright eyes. This is we'll fascinating. I pull the lever and liquid comes out. We're getting this crap off our streets and then we'll send you ten barrels of our crap. Hey, what's going on with this coat? When at the age of Oh, look at that. Clean them bros. He has been a member of Bugs Moran's Northside Gang for the past seven years. And here's where we start our documentary and processes. Don't worry, it gets worse. I'm taking <laughs> notes. Starting tomorrow. I give this place zero stars. Don't forget, I'm doing you a big... We're gonna chop off your pinky toes if you don't pay us. I want a sign that says no cash, no dice. Only the purest of Havana cigars. Yes. Totally not a front for a mob. 
definitely not with you know the name of the Havana cigars being McCormick. You're gonna need this for your haircut. Don't forget to pay, pay him with the extra tips. Two women simultaneously, but lives with me. <laughs> Married two bitches, but I'm not living with either of them. Bro got the fuck out of the way. <laughs> what did that phone booth do to that guy? It's not what the phone booth did. It's who the phone booth was protecting. Did did Clark Kent Jack use that phone booth? Machine gun Jack Born Brooklyn, New York, July 7th, 1903. When he was nine years old, his father was murdered. By the time he was 20, he had personally killed every man connected with his father's death. He has recently become a top trigger man and extortionist in the Capone organization. But yet got shot. Word up. The hell were you? You know, I was in the background, dealing with steady. What do you want me to do with this pea shooter against the comic Let's, let's, I want to point out the fact that if you paid attention, two bullets whipped right on past his head, and then he clocked the gunman. Uh oh, convertible. Them some fancy folk. Move along. Alfonso Capone, alias Al Capone, alias Al Brown, born Castellamara, Italy, January 6, 1899. No criminal record. Raised in a Brooklyn slum, he has migrated to Illinois early in 1990. Shrewd, ambitious, and utterly ruthless, Capone in six short years has climbed from the status of saloon bouncer to become unchallenged leader of Chicago's most powerful underworld organization. To his associates, he is the big fellow. To the public, he is Scarface Al Capone. Thank you, Mr. Capone. Sorry about that Ray shape. We so happily got a new captain out there. We'll play for all. What's wrong with him? Playing hard to get. We got him put down for a yard a week. He says if we want to operate in his district, we got to triple that. 300, huh? Those guys must think we're made of money. We all made of money. I'll have the bump transferred to the sticks. Check it out. It's a venture meeting. What are you talking about? That's just a meeting of KTE with no gang rule. <laughs> 20 million a year. That's a waste of dough. We bought one of them. He loses out, we buy the next one. You don't know Tony Tony's... Hey, see, see, I'm going to knock on the floor, I know. I love the narrator. That's what I said. They want to be part documentary. They want to be part dramatization. They want to be part entertainment. The narrator is my favorite character. And that's where we can get her. Everybody shut the fuck up. The boss is here. Quick, everybody nod to him. And smile. Give him a handshake. Broke the rule. You said hello. There you go. Which I want to point out here. He looks nothing like any photo of Al Capone I've ever seen. He does not. <laughs> he said, let's get the most chiseled jaw we can find and add a little bit of tuft under there. Chiseled draw <laughs> equals I mean business. Ryan Moran, he's coming after you. No, it's not Ryan. Oh, no, there was actually a guy I used to work with whose name was Ryan Moran. That's why I was... ...territory from Joe Saltis at the end of last October. Wasn't very popular, then. Put my glasses on. I mean business. Beer sales for the 30-day period ending December 15 are up 21 point. Jake, 
Greasy Thumb Guzik. Born Peoria, Illinois, November 9, 1894. This man is Greasy Thumb. Greasy. I love that so much. Like, I don't know how he got that, but he was probably very close to being called Greasy Thumb. But Greasy Thumb is so goddamn cool. You see, now I really want to call my grandpa and ask him about Greasy Thumb to see if he knows any stories. He may. He may. I don't how you guys just talk. Rest of the time, you're strutting around with dollars and you're kissing like a bunch of bangers. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? You guys uh, just get off the boat or something? Give you some real facts. Wait on us. Loving kisses we've been getting from our good pal Jake here. I like loving kisses. Nobody has to tell me we're making money. Butterfly oh. right on the cheeks. <laughs> South side or the west side. But what about the north side, Jake? I don't hear no nice fat figures on that. Or maybe you figure that in the town ain't worth holding on to. We talked about this, Al. You talked about it! What range is showing up, Al? Fuck this board, fuck that paper, fuck them gay ass socks with a bell on it. I don't know. He's gonna get his figure. Push our bill out of 20. 28 joints, South Chicago Avenue alone. I don't sound like one, doesn't it? Not 28 joints. What's 28 joints out of 12? Out. Right? Out of people's listening. Shut up, Charlie. Shut up, Charlie. Shut up, Charlie. Easy. You better, better shut your mouth while daddy's talking. That's a nice fella. Does his toll. He keeps his nose clean. I wish I had a couple of hundred like him. So what happens here? A month ago, damned punk of Moran stone up and turn a chopper loose on him. Tony Lombardo. They tried to get him with the dogs. They did the dogs. Went to his funeral. I cried at his funeral. I fall like a baby. Here's a guy never carried a gun in his whole life. Middle of the loop. 4.30 in the afternoon. Two slugs through the back of the head, put there by a couple of bugs, Moran's red hot. Now, 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 just think a minute, huh? I mean, going after Moran, it just ain't good business. Business? I'm talking about staying alive. Try and get to throw your cement head that what Moran's pulled so far, that's just for openers. He wants me. He wants me dead. The way D and Abandon want to be dead. The way Jaime Rice want to be dead. Right down there at 22nd Street, middle of the day. Damn it, that crazy Polar don't come looking for me with a whole army. They're making him out to be incredibly paranoid, I feel like. Yeah, and, I feel uh, like Capone wasn't that paranoid. He was cocky, I mean, but not paranoid. I mean, he was probably paranoid, but like, he didn't maybe not that it. paranoid. What a police drive-by. I don't know, man. I was taking his nap. I like the way he's got his gun pointed at him. Like, don't worry. I'll take your head off if they if they shoot in here. One accidental slip, and it's a bullet in there, and then he's telling his boss the same. Oh no! God damn! Ladies and gentlemen, that is the definition of a drive-by. That building no longer exists. Look, they really hated the porcelain dishes that were in there. They said, fuck your China. Fuck that vase. It's a vase. 
you know what? We've had enough of this shit. We're just going to walk right in. Or not. I feel like he's got to run out of ammo at some point. No, no. This is movie magic. That is an unlimited clip of holding right there. It has nothing but bullets in it. Next D&D game, that's what we're going to have. Unlimited clip of clips holding. of holding. Unlimited clips of holding. <laughs> that's what I think of your fucking soup, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think of your fucking cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like this is what gives Chicago a bad name. They act like it's a violent place to live. I'm pretty sure it was violent back then like that. Oh no, it's it's still violent like that today. You mean all that deep dish isn't protecting everybody? Yeah. They created the deep dish in an effort to protect them. Not that Irish son of a bitch. What you got against the Irish? We're not all bad. We hit course, it's going to take a little time. Now, wait a minute. You're sore. Okay, nobody's saying you haven't got a right to be sore. But now, you, you remember? You want to argue with me, Charlie? Yes. What would that look? Them eyebrows so low like that? Mm -mm, that's just... Nope. Sit the fuck down, Charlie. This is the second time I've told you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Charles. Go back to your books, Charlie. Wait. I don't know. To tell the truth, now, there's a whole lot about the guy we don't know to begin. Francesco Nittoni, alias Frank the Enforcer Nitti. Born Montedoro, Sicily, January 9, 1887. Nitti is in charge of the Capone Organization's Punishment Squad, made up of accomplished strong-arm men and professional killers. I'm on a Punishment Squad. while under indictment for income tax, <laughs> Nitti will use a gun for the last time. JP, you're letting, you're letting the world down over there, buddy. You can't put him on a spot at all. So, I don't want to hear all that. Everybody wants to argue. We can take Mickey the chin and put him on the roof. I don't know what to tell you. I no, I mean, you gotta put Charlie and put him on the roof. He done fucked everything up. Five weeks. Six of them. Is that a picture of Abe Lincoln in the background? What are you gonna use on him? A bow and arrow? It is. Honest Abe said, I cannot tell a lie. You motherfucker is not fly. Abe Lincoln. Maybe I'm like this. But the last couple of months, I've been doing a little checking up on Moran. He lives at the Belden Essex Apartments on Lincoln Park West. Apartment 5. Young, I'm aspiring. Give me money. I did my homework. I want a sticker. Never goes anywhere without two torpedoes, Willie March and Ted Newberry. Both bad guys to dang. If that's any help, Mr. Capone. No, I want a cookie. Give that boy a pat on the head and a slap on the ass and tell him, go team. Okay, Jack. Oh, shit, this is going bad. He's, he's going to get that slap on the shoulder. Look at him, so proud. Going to get that Paul Hollywood handshake. I'm giving you the job of getting rid of him. That's okay. Because you suck, Frank. I got no objection. Are you can it? Yes, sir. Absolutely, boss. Ooh, he did the hair slick. Yep. We may have to take some of 
Moran's boys with him. I'll send flowers. <laughs> I'm not scared of a woman, Capone. It's going to be him or me. If he'd stuck to his word these past couple of years... He's supposed to be Irish, by the way. Yeah. I don't think they really know what accent they're going for there. Maybe he's a New York Irish, where his New York accent is interfering with the Irish accent. I mean, even then, it's really thick over in New York. Like, they doubled down. Okay, maybe he lived in Brooklyn, where he was, like, right there on the border of the Italians and the Irish. And so that's that's where the problem is, is he's got mixed dialect because he played with both the Irish and the Italian kids. So now he just doesn't know what... That just sounded like a whiny baby. We've been getting trouble lately. I'm telling you here and now, that's not enough. Broke it. Not uh -oh. what you figure what he's doing to uh -oh. us. There we go. It's back. She's confused. Well, that may be Jake with you guys. He's confused. I'm confused. The way he's talking out of the side of his mouth like that makes him look like a um a pug. You notice every group has to have a semi-bald man? Yeah, they're from Chicago. All of them. They all come from Chicago. That's what I said. They're from Chicago. When do we hook up with a bunch of crummy spicks? Excellent. We're going to put this pretty boy against the other pretty boy, and they can have a slick hair contest. Oh the, the, what is it? The fold-out comb? Yeah. Maybe when a friend of yours is gone, you don't give a damn no more. Well, I do. I do. Your banion was my friend. I don't forget hey, him. Tony, we're going to go get us a slice. With Dini, not ten minutes before he got it. I remember those grease balls. They just assumed the boat in your back as eat a pizza. To hell with them Sicilians. He's seeing you, Jaime. Hey, Johnny. Got his pimp walk going. Not the pimp walk. He's just lacking the cane. It's all right, because he's got that rose now. <laughs> he's got that bustier, what you say? Uh, good morning, boys. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, lads. Worst death scene so far. Oh, look at that ketchup. No, that was just acrylic paint. <laughs> yeah. That escalated quickly for him. It really did. He's like, I just got this rose, too. He was not kidding when he said he would send flowers. Not at all, in the least. Why'd you have to be a bitch, Georgie? Why didn't you float down there, Georgie? What am I supposed to do now? Oh, no. Not Al. Not Al. Damn it, Al. Oh, he's having non-flashbacks. No, he's having five-minute-ago flashbacks. <laughs> that he is. That he is. Everybody getting lit up. Oh, so for those that Not think... the that, old man. So, so history lesson... Those shotgun, the shotgun he was using, you can actually fire it that fast. It's called a slam fire. We nail him before he nails me. All, All right, right, let's nail him. Somebody's getting nailed. Say we do it without the help of a two-bit spaghetti snapper like Joe Yellow. We go get the Frank, flying right. spaghetti monster, see? And the colander's on our heads. He can't make a move without permission. To protect us from the aliens. So he's got his own man, Patrick Malorda, running the offense. Now you spaghetti snapper, Joe Yellow is a Well, they really Florida. are in on this spaghetti shit, ain't they? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the He's parmigiano? He's thinking about spaghetti right now. I 
And if it don't work, he'll take us for a ride. Well, it better work because I'm putting this is kind of like a wish.com Sam Neal. Y'all sounding a lot of like like Street Fighter. That bitch wanted to take us for a ride for 10 years. It cannot be done, especially if our yellow gets us in there. Albert R. Kachelik, alias James Clark, born Kreyunka, Germany, February 25, 1888. I would not have guessed Germany with that accent. Since marrying Bugs Moran's sister five years ago, he has become the number two man in the Moran gang. Against Bugsy's will. I don't care how you do it. Just get rid of Patsy Lillardo. Quick. That's $2,000. 24 months. Man, how much was $2,000 back then? Quite a bit. John Cena's, I think the pay average was like 6 or $7. Children. Twice arrested on charges of safe blowing and burglary. No conviction. Has worked occasionally for the Moran gang as an auto mechanic. He has promised his wife he will stay out of further trouble with the law, but he is three months behind in the rent. I'd like to help you out, Mr. Clark. It's just that I don't... Up to you, Johnny. You want to do us a favor? Fine. If you don't, that's your wow. $2,000 in 1929 was the equivalent of $35,876 today. That's because the dollar was stronger. Trying to feed the baby. The baby's like 37 years old. That's a baby. It's, it's probably true. <laughs> Give me the goddamn bottle. I do it my fucking self. Oh, that poor man. He knows what he's looking for. What the circus cafe? I'm here for the show, darling. <laughs> Look, it is better beer. It is better beer, honestly, because it's not 90% foam. Yeah. There's a flapper, girl. Flapper? If you don't keep a trap of shirt, you won't catch a flapper. Nicholas Sirup, on Marsala Sicily, May 13, 1872. Brought to the United States by his cousin Dominic Ferenza when in his late 30s. Married with five children and 11 grandchildren. God damn. They like the bang. He will be murdered on February 15, so 29, less than 24 hours after completion of the only criminal activity of his life. I was involved in crime for 24 hours and I it got me killed. Crime kills faster than doing drugs. Mr. McGunn? I'm a Nick Chanel. No, Nick. Water drink? Probably beat. Thank you, no. It is a kind of you to ask. Dominic Forenza says you're a man can be trusted. I got 95 pounds of spaghetti. You better pull up and get a plate, boy. Hey, you for living, Nick. I have a truck. Sometimes I'm selling the vegetables. Sometimes I'm in the business. It's very hard to get a good job when you talk with accent. Yeah, any trouble with the cops? One time, yes. They tell me I'm moving the uh, stolen goods. I say I do not know this. They take what is in my truck. Same thing as in all country. It's no different here. 
Brush my teeth with my napkin. Good job for you, Nick. Bring it off, you get paid big. 500 bucks. Oh, oh shit. That man almost shot himself with how fast he got up. Keep their traps shut. Sometime tonight, there'll be a car left in front of your house. It'll be hot, so ditch it as soon as the job's finished. Got that? Write this down. Tomorrow morning, nine on the nose. You and your boys be on 33rd Street, half a block west of Roby. You're gonna need a gun. That is something. I do not have guns are making trouble. Don't worry, I've got you, boy. You can just take it out of your pay. There's all my guns. <laughs> now I'm going to give you a pea shooter. He's like, don't worry, I've got you here, Jimbo. You can have this one. It's from my personal collection. No bullet. No trouble. Okay. Well, thankfully, it was unloaded. The sweat on this man's brow, he is freaking out. 500 bucks is 500 bucks. I mean, back then it was like $2,500. He's got five children and 11 grandchildren, and 500 bucks is literally 500 bucks. Come on, shove off, get out. I'll bring it back afterwards, I promise. Not the cops. This is the cops. Is it Nick Sorello? Mr. Sorello, I don't think I know you. Uh, what label? Uh-huh. How much you asking? I right, suppose you'll call me back in an hour and a half. Yeah, do that. How much more that about? A guy named Sorrell. He's got 80-odd cases of old log cabin he wants to peddle. 56 bucks a case. Price seems all right. Yeah, but is he all right? Monroe, 8099, please. Uh, Lieutenant Zalacosta, please. Oh, hello, Larry. This is George. Uh, look, Larry, a couple of things. Let me know if your boys got anything on a booze hijack last couple of days out near the stockyard. Right. And, and while you're at it, see if you've got a make sheet on a WAP named Nick Cirillo. Right. I'll call you back in about an hour, okay? Thanks, Larry. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. What were you saying? Oh, just that we're about ready to make our move. All we need now is to make sure Lulorda's bodyguards change shifts the same time every day. I've got a couple of boys checking on that right now. Don't worry, my accent won't betray you. Oh, we got the fancy convertibles back. Yeah. Well, you know, they had that, that what is that, 1920, 1910s? I know it's 18 degrees outside, but we're going to ride with the top down, boys. <laughs> These motherfuckers are, like, immune to cold, okay? Alfonso, Pasqualino. They definitely ain't gonna catch you riding dirty. I have a celery stick. Oh, those are cigars. <laughs> Meanwhile, you find out that's the real reason that Olive Garden serves all the breadsticks bread and jars. It's because they were originally cigars. Trying to say that Olive Garden's the mafia. Yes. Every brother. It's just this bullet. You just take the happy ending. I see these peasants. Every time I try, I want them getting shot. Like now. He's about to. You can you can just see it in the wallpaper. No, really, because that wallpaper needs to be removed. That wallpaper is the true murderer in this movie. You and I, we were going to water a little bit. That smoke jacket. 
Yeah, smoke jacket is kind of. You you are going to leave Italian Hugh Hefner alone, okay? As you wish. You know what? Honestly, we've got a little bit of Antonio Banderas going on right around the eyes. Yeah, I see it. Yep. Maybe that's what it is. Is Antonio Banderas saw this and was inspired to become like that man? What are you saying? He, He. Current Antonio went back in time to portray this role under a different name. No, I'm saying he got a lot of plastic surgery done so he could look like that. Oh, don't you ruin my image of Antonio Banderas like that. I have nothing. Giuseppe and I are as brothers. We attended the university in Palermo together. We came to this country only months apart. We are both members of the Inner Council of the Brotherhood. No. The brotherhood. I thank you very much for your concern, but what you have heard is not true. I know. Brotherhood. Yep, there's a door. This is where the trades go down, the warehouse district. Hey, it's me, little Jim with the crusty toe. Oh, it's Nick. My bad. <laughs> well, she got up. This is just a couple of two, my good friend. They come help me to Mario! Mario, Luigi, get in here. <laughs> it's a Bowser. I found him. Oh, the good old Pat down. Pat. What's this? You taking me for a ride, son? You happy to see me? What'd you have in mind, Nick? I ask you, Father, It's only to watch the whiskey I have in the gun. <laughs> Bitch, shut You're up. You're a very naughty boy, Nick. But I like naughty. You need a spanking. <laughs> he gave him the up down, like, ooh, darling, you got the right amount of gray. Dr. Reinhardt H. Schwimmer, born Chicago, Illinois, December 1, 1896. Twice married. Divorce. Schwimmer has no criminal record, but is one of that group of men who are fascinated by the exploits of gangsters. <laughs> Not the gangsters. In the last few months, he has become acquainted with the members of the Moran organization and spends a good deal of time in their company. A licensed optometrist, he has recently abandoned his practice and is presently supported by his widowed mother. Well, he's on top of the decision. Sounds that like my ex. That was an entirely dumb decision. How do you be an optometrist? and abandon your practice to go be fascinated by gangsters. I mean, you might as well be white-collar mob. Let me lap it up like a dog. All right, now I'm just going to chug it. Just ain't nothing but Hennessy. That's good shit. Okay, they get it unloaded. Money! Signore! Firstly, you pay me the money! Maybe that's a shotgun. Don't worry about it, Nick. We'll send you a check. You pay Signore! You drive a hard bargain. But I'm going to shoot you anyways. Little hijack job, man. Got it off a thing about Alberta's boys, right? Um, you hear these things, Nick? You don't pay the thing back, we don't pay you. That's fair. Okay, move it. You'll get your dough. Boy, Nick has some balls on him. He was like ready to take that double odd right in the forehead for his. It really movie. was. <laughs> he, he was he was like, you don't understand. I have five children and eleven grandchildren. Look, man, five hundred dollars is five hundred dollars. He's moving white. 
Stuff checks out. All our cabin uncut. How many cases? Eight. Myself, I count. Dick wouldn't lie to us. He wants us to help. Ain't that right, Nick? That's 82 cases. About the case. I think it's $4,592. Keep it money. $4,500. Big charges, Nick. When we hop on load a truck, we get paid. Check. Thousand thanks, you see, Maybe we do it the business. Again, there's some more oh, next time. Like better than doing business with Bright Boy. Nick was like, maybe we could do business of the future. My cousins Luigi and Mario, they really like your meatballs. <laughs> the fucking pig. Back from More than $500. I figured they would. Factor counted on it. You got one more job to do. Just when, I don't know yet. A real easy job, Nick. Just one simple phone call. Remember, Pete, Frank will pick you up tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 sharp. 3.30 sharp. Exactly 10 to 4. yellow. Exactly 10 to 4. The 6.10 to Yuma goes for it. Will you shut up and let me eat my damn sandwich? My damn brain. Fucking sandwich. Something goes wrong. I'm counting on you, Pete. Here. Oh, finally, my fucking sandwich. And then he just smells on the lettuce. Peter Gusenberg and an ex showgirl named Myrtle Nelson Couple. Oh, yeah. Occupied apartment 5C at 434 Roscoe Street for the past seven months. He looks like the kind of man that'd be like, let me pop your toes, honey. Not picture play. <laughs> this boy is eating his sandwich. <laughs> he is genuinely more interested in that sandwich than her, I'll tell you that. He's like, this has ham, it's got turkey, a little bit of lettuce, some mayo. Mm. Look, I good feel sandwich. like it's mostly a lettuce sandwich, to be honest. Imagine how many times he's had to eat that sandwich. No, he's got to hide his heart on. Maybe. You might be lose my place. Yeah. Did you can't read no way. Why don't you come over here and give Daddy a little sugar? A sandwich, bitch. A sandwich. Well, you could have made one for me. Bitch, you're supposed to make yes. the fucking sandwich for me. I love her for that. You didn't make a sandwich for me. That's right. Right. Use them female walls. Get him to go make you a sandwich, girl. You know that coat you got? Told me I could exchange it because it was... What? That's how women get shit they want. Nice, sir. What do you mean, nicer? That coat sent me back seven hundred fifty stackers. Oh, don't you think for one minute? I don't appreciate it. It's just one. This one I couldn't resist. That's all. You just sit right there. I could put it on. He looks like he is disappointed that this is going to ruin his moment with the sandwich. <laughs> yep. He's like, bitch, I just want to eat my fucking sandwich. I just want a sandwich. My glass of milk. Where's my sandwich? College in the hotel, sure. I mean, I feel like I want to see the original coat, but I do like that one. Just not brown. 
It's me. Forever? It was a bargain, baby. They marked it way down low. I just knew he'd want me. 3000 That's all. Oh, my God. Here, here's your sandwich, bitch. This is bad. She's like, you know, that's all he did to her. Can't rough up my sandwich. Oh, yes. I. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't. Oh. Hey, it's Radiohead. <laughs> oh, no. Music. Oh, no. It's, it's the music that How sells this scene. How do you miss him? Because he's got the mink coat. She was protecting the mink coat. When Brady gonna have to choke a bitch? Oh, he's not even choking her right. I mean, he's choking her right if it's for like you know foreplay, but. I'm starting to wonder if this is just. Yeah, me too. I'm like, are we we about to go into a sex scene here, or what's happening? It's definitely their foreplay. Reminds me of dying a neat. She said, "No, no." Damn, damn. damn. He slapped the Jesus out of her. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to. I'll tell you what. I felt that through the damn century. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. She got him back, though. She got him all the way back. Give me that goddamn jacket. <laughs> Give me the fucking coat. <laughs> when interviewed by the press some weeks later, Myrtle Koppelman had this to say. Oh, Pete and I have been married about a year. I can't remember exactly where we were, except that it wasn't in Illinois. Well, I had no idea Pete was a gangster. <laughs> he said he was a salesman. Truly a kinder, more gentle man. You just couldn't meet one. I think we should pause it now. On January yep, 7th, the I'm with that. So, I just love how he, he, he smacked her, and then she was like, Two can play at that time and probably knock some sense into the future generations he was going to have. <laughs> like, that was, that was probably the best male-on-female fight scene I have ever freaking seen. To be fair, like, that was from, like, that was from, like, the six, like 67. So, like, that was a genuinely good fight scene. Like, she was one spicy fucking bitch, and I appreciate her. I I love her for that. She was yeah. like, <laughs> we we go fight, <laughs> we go fight over this motherfucking mink fur. That was fantastic. I am so freaking stoked that you have introduced this movie to my life because I did not know I needed it until now. Well, like I said, I went looking. I, I pulled up YouTube to see if I could find. Um, some like history channel because I watch a lot of like history channel on YouTube and like ancient aliens and stuff like that. And I was like, certainly it's got to be one on the Valentine's Day massacre. Well, like I haven't found, I didn't, I wasn't able to find one. I found a bunch of different other people doing um doing one over this topic. But then I saw that there was a movie, and I was like, this is from the '60s. This is going to be Le tragique. You, so I was like, you, sir, like, hats off to you. That was, this is a good choice. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it thus far. Like, I'm, I'm, 
we are halfway through roughly we're what 50 minutes into an hour and 40 minute movie yep this is and uh, magical it, it has been great <laughs> it has yeah. been a great movie thus far i was like i unfortunately i i hit my dang um i hit my uh mute button on my microphone yeah um it was whenever they were pulling up to uh move the taxi <laughs> And one of the guys, he looked at the other guy when he opened the door for Capone, and he gave him that look of, you don't want none of this shit, do we? And I was like, oh, man, it was just, it was great. But, like, I missed a couple of things, and I was like, ah, oh, dang, this microphone. Anyway, but it was fun getting to make fun of this movie with you. <laughs> that was, this is my most favorite thing of the week. I love this so freaking much. Like, I legit want to make Carson and Rowan sit down and watch this movie with us. I think it's the best thing ever. I love this. Like I said, it, it tries to be a lot of different things, and it's it's actually fairly good. Like, it's fairly good from what we've watched thus far. And like I say, we're getting into the parts where now they're going to probably, it sounds like at least, um, actually get to the Valentine's Day Massacre and not just the events leading up to. And well, I mean, it's like considering the era in which it was filmed and what they allowed to be publicized in movies and things like that, like this is fantastic. This is really going above this and beyond. This is great. This is miraculously mellow. This is, is the term. This is, I mean, if you keep it, I mean, it's like if you compare it to today's movies, yeah, most definitely. But if you think about what was allowed to be filmed and aired in movie theaters and on television back in 1967, like this is, this is a gold mine right here. This is great. I was just making the joke about the golden age of cinema uh, earlier, but I was like, no, this is actually a fairly good <laughs> yes. docu-movie. This is actually a fairly good docu-movie. It's, it's got its hinks and its jinks, but like that whole fight scene we just watched, that was, like, uh, I was like, you both wrong, and you both deserve the ass whooping. <laughs> yes, and it's like, I love the fact that like, even though you know that they choreographed it because it was a fight scene, it still mm -hmm. looked extremely natural and clumsy, and it just, it looked very realistic. I'm going to hit this motherfucker on the radio. Right? What I liked the most about it was that it wasn't like a 30-minute fight scene. It was just like two minutes. And yeah. I'm like, that's generally how long most fights go. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that this entire fight started... Because he rubbed his damn lettuce sandwich in her fucking face. <laughs> well, that ain't. That's, that's not what started thing ever. That's not what started the fight. What started the fight was that she traded in a seven hundred and fifty dollar coat for a three thousand dollar coat. Yeah, and he was I mean, like, "What the fuck do you mean three thousand dollars?" Yeah, because we legitimately just looked up how much two thousand was back in the nineteen twenty nine. Back in nineteen twenty nine, so yeah. for her to like upgrade it a seven hundred and fifty dollar coat, like we're talking about like fucking forty grand coat right there. You buy a forty grand coat, I'm shoving a lettuce sandwich in your face. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd like it. 
Didn't it have ranch on it? Nope. It's just bread and lettuce. Oh, sad. Oh. What bacon? That's not a sandwich. That's just like depression exactly. in a sandwich form. Yeah. No. Treat yourself better, JP. At least yeah. put some salami on there like the guy did. You get one piece of ham. What about a piece of cheese? Maybe some cheese. <laughs> you get you get you get five pieces of lettuce, one piece of ham, and one some dry bread. Of American cheese. No, you don't even get the American cheese. It's just one slice of ham, five pieces of lettuce, and two slices of dry white bread. You don't even get the wheat bread. You get the white bread. Yep. Oh, that was great. That that's this is a good choice, and I salute you, sir. I figured we have. Well, thank you very much. First off, but I figured we'd have some fun with a movie rather than like trying to hunt down. Because um, that was the other thing was I tried to hunt down. Um, some true crimes yeah. involving uh, the Valentine's Day massacre, but I couldn't find anything on like Hulu or Netflix or or Amazon or Max. And I just went to YouTube and I was like, maybe they'll have something on there from like history or some other like um, podcaster like Lore Lodge or something like that. And I was like, maybe we could just do a talk episode and hit on the finer points. But then I I. I found this, and it said 1967. I said, that's a winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. We probably could have gone anywhere related when it came to um, mafia-related stuff for true crime. Um, like, I know I've got some stories for it, but it's like, it's things that it's like, you know what? Let's Let's buy some time before I tell these stories, and it's. But I, I greatly appreciate this movie. This is fantastic. And I, but a lot of the times, and this isn't necessarily something that's realized by the general public, but like all of the procedural cop shows that you see that's on TV, like SUV and things like that, a lot of those, a lot of those particular episodes are actually based on real crimes that did happen. So, there is truth to it, and it's so all these people are watching them thinking that they're just watching TV, but it's we can cover those areas because it's like, no, these really are crimes that really did happen. And yes, a lot of things may have been changed just because of the fact that, you know, it's TV, but generally there's there's always some truth behind the procedural cop shows. So, yeah. The fact that this one was just straight up at the beginning. Hey, FYI, this is based off of real life events. This shit fucking happened. It's like, I know that shit happened, but I appreciate the fact that you're like, we're going to be a little crazy and we're going to, we're going to do some crazy shit, but this stuff really happened. It's like, I like that. Like, yeah. Like uh, when they opened with, you know, this is based on true and factual events. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we know it's based on true factual events, but we're not here for those necessarily in this movie. We're just here for you to take us along on the ride. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I even had half of mine that um, I was like, you know, if Ned can't come up with anything, I've got the most perfect episode that we can watch of a TV show. And that episode in particular was an episode of Valentine's Day episode of Golden Girls. 
where Sophia tells a story about how they witnessed the St. Valentine's Day massacre and Dorothy's whole thing was, Ma, you did not witness the St. Valentine's Day massacre. And she said, did I say it was the St. Valentine's Day massacre? I said it was a Valentine's Day massacre. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But no, that would have been fun too. That would have been fun too. Yeah, I love Um, me some Golden Girls. Like I said, you you did just, you said, hey, since I handled the first one, uh, how about you go ahead and handle the second one? So I, I did a little bit of like searching. And I was like, when I saw this, I was like, this is just going to be a gem. Yep. This is did. just going to be a gem. You did good. You you did really good. That was definitely a good call. Um, for anybody who wants to check out the movie that we're watching currently, it is legitimately called The St. Valentine's Day Massacre of 1967. It's got a slew of popular actors from that era in it, including Jack Jack Nicholson as an uncredited, which we've yet to come across him that I have seen, but I should probably remember that because I want to look for him now. He was probably Luigi. He was not Luigi. He was uncredited. But anyway. Also, it looks like it looks like the one that we're watching it by is three two seven films. Just giving them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, like, I I did pick this one because it jumped straight into the movie. It didn't try to give me like any exposition or anything like that. You know, we're not affiliated with them or anything like that. Most but. definitely, we are not. But what I will end up doing is I will actually link um his profile to our Facebook. Uh, social media page for three two seven films, so people can go check him out and see if he's got anything else that's of interest. Um, we don't know you, dude, but good luck. You seem to be doing pretty good because you've got over a thousand views. So, but yeah, we we definitely want to give credit where credit is due, and this individual has only twenty nine subscribers. Man, you guys, you suck. Go look him up or her. Go look the person up and subscribe. Because if you're going to have 1.4 thousand views and you only have 29 subscribers, no, that's not cool. Go subscribe. Enjoy what they have to offer you. And watch this movie because it's the best thing ever. Because most most of these people, they're not necessarily doing it for like a paycheck or anything like that. They're just putting it out there because... They appreciate they it, it. And they appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, regardless as to what you consider art, movies, especially when they very first started becoming mainstream, is an art form. And, and I kind of want to go back. I'm going to, you know what? I'm right here. I'm going to click subscribe. I'm going to just go ahead and do that. There we go. There we go, dude. Go. 327 sure films. To- I'm looking out for you. I'll make sure to add a subscribe as well. Um, like I said, I just happened to find it, and it was it was one of like the few ones that jumped straight into the movie and didn't give me any like try to give me any exposition on it. Or there was another yes. one that I thought would be pretty fun, but I was like, I don't need to. Sp- I don't want twenty minutes of like exposition. So yeah, I was like, well, let's just know, go with this one. If you send me that one. What we can do is we can just cut out the 20 minutes of exposition and we don't have to watch that shit. Well, that's what I was saying. It was it's the same movie, 
It was the same oh, movie. Okay. But um, just twenty minutes of somebody like, giving us their opinion. Yeah, because he was, you know, he was uh he does his own movie stuff, like he does his own kind of like matinees and whatnot. And uh so he was given a little bit of exposition over the movie and how he found it and he was like it's really a bummer that I can't find it in black and white. And if we could have found this in black and white, oh, it would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know where that guy gets off thinking we want to hear, hear his opinions. Like, no, we want to live stream this movie and make fun of it and give our well, own opinion. We don't care about anybody else's. Like I said, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It was just, um, I didn't want, I didn't want to, like, piggyback on his stuff. Because yeah, he, he seemed to have his own format. Yeah, and, total uh, respect. Just trying to so, respect so. the other people out there who do something similar. I get it. So, like I said, I found this one and I was like, uh, this doesn't have any extra exposition from the um, person who put it up. So, that's the one I went with. That's a good choice. Good choice. All right, guys. Well, it is getting pretty late here. So what we will do is we will pick up the second half of the movie when we film an episode next week. And when this episode airs, it will actually air on February 15th. So this is our tribute to Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Galentine's yes. Day. The men should have one. I don't feel like it's fair that... Parks and Rec created a happy Galentine's Day, but there is no male version of it. And that's well, Happy Palentine's Day. Palentine's Day, that's what you came up with? Couldn't come up with a better one? So, so we're, you know, most men are at their most powerful on uh, Father's Day. So, like, dad jokes are always going to hit harder. Can I send you dad jokes on Father's Day, whether you're an act like considered a father or not? I've I've raised plenty of kids. Exactly. So like I I don't I, again I don't know your situation. I don't know your personal life. I also no, don't know how many animals you take care of, and those count as babies. So you can you can send me father's jokes all you want. Because I will I send you dad jokes. I got you when it comes to dad jokes. What are you doing to that poor cat? You love that, maybe. All right, everybody. I think this is a good episode. Tune back in next week as we continue part two of our Valentine's Day special that has been brought to you by Ned and 327 Films on YouTube. We appreciate you listening. You now have an email address. Feel free to send us an email. You can like, subscribe, whatever format you choose to use. I even put up a poll for what do you think of this episode. I'm doing all of the magical things. So all three, like you, all three of you subscribers, go ahead. Hook us up. We're turning into, um, we're turning into only murders in the building. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Except I feel like they had more followers in the beginning than we do. No, uh, I think they. I think there was an episode where they were like, "We have like four. That's good, right?" <laughs> yeah, and it was like them that were following themselves. Yeah. Anyway. I, maybe we should just stage a murder so that we can become famous. No. 
No, we should not no. do that. We should definitely not do that. And we will not do that because we do not have the money. That's about it. Oh, wait, your whole... That is your objection to staging a murder is the fact that we don't have the money for it. That's your objection. That's where you draw the line. I mean, do you know how expensive defense lawyers are for when you do stupid shit? That's assuming you get caught. That's assuming that you're thinking you won't get caught, which we well, definitely Well, yeah, because I watch enough true crime documentaries to see where everybody fucks up. That, that don't mean nothing. It you does. Could, you, could, you, could, you could breathe heavily on a damn doorknob and they'll be like, ah, yeah, it was James. <sighs> All, right, everybody. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, everybody. You too. Happy Throat Punch Thursday, everybody. Have a great night. You too. Everybody else have a great night as well, boy. He didn't really mean that. He says fuck you guys. All right. Uh, <laughs>